church. Praise the Lord, church. I said, praise the Lord, church. Is anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? If you can stand to your feet, we're here to praise and magnify the name of Jesus. Praise and worship Jesus with us this morning. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Hallelujah.
bow heads this morning. Father God, we love you, Lord. We give you glory and all the honor this morning, oh God. We thank you one more time for being in your presence to worship you, to magnify your name and to call upon your name this morning. We ask you to have your way among us, oh God. Touch us individually and collectively, Lord God. Let there be a move of your spirit in the service like never before. From the pulpit to the oh God floor, Lord God. Let your anointing be upon the man of God, our praise singers, and bless every aspect of the service as we continue to worship you. We ask you to have your way, Lord God. Let your will be done, your kingdom come, as we give you all the glory and as we give you all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And come on, let's just give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. He who abides in me will forever be fruitful indeed. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one gets to the Father except that He comes through me. So let not mercy. And true, forsake you, forsake you, let not mercy and true, forsake, forsake you, say right, right.
to show him in his place this morning. You can clap your hands. You can lift your hands. Somebody give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Continue to praise Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Is he worthy? I said, is he worthy? I said, is he worthy? Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah,
Somebody worship Jesus. Hallelujah. We're not here to entertain. We're here to worship Jesus. Please don't just look up here and just cheer us on. Worship your God. We're here to worship Jesus. Worship with us. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I can do to let you down. Doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now.
the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give him a round of applause this morning. He's worthy to be praised this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. It's more than enough this morning. Hallelujah. More than we can ask or think. It's working. It's more than enough. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen. You may be seated if you can for a few minutes. Amen. Praise God. We want to greet everyone this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. So glad to have everyone here in the house of God this morning to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, our God is great and is greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. Our online congregation, we greet you all this morning. Amen. So glad we're here to praise God this morning. And for everyone that came out this morning, so honored to have everyone in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Amen. Amen. So um, at this time, I'm going to invite Brother Tom. Amen. He's going to come up. Amen. With a few announcements. Praise God. Good morning, church. There's a great energy in this room, isn't it? few minutes ago, Brother Chuby called me over and said, Brother Tom, it's hot in here. <laughs> the, the air condition is broken. It's time to leave. It's time to go. <laughs> All right, there's a whole bunch of things going on in the month of September. Let me get through those. Um, we have a men's evening uh, planned for this coming Friday the 10th um, at 7.30. Uh, it'll be uh, an eating and hopefully some straight-talking event with Pastor Wyatt. Uh, um, our next outreach event is going to be on Saturday the 11th, and uh, that will be this coming Saturday at 9.30. Um, our CSTI class, Christian Service Training Institute class, is going to get off the ground for the next school year. That will be um, on Sunday, a week from today. The platform is still Zoom, and um, there's still a chance for anybody who has been trying to decide that would like to join us, please do. We'd love to have you join us. Um, it's um, every Sunday for, uh, well, there's breaks in between, but uh, on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Um, we have a multicultural rally that's going to be on uh, Friday the 17th. Um, that is um, a... Uh, where is that going to be at? Mount Ephraim. Okay, Mount Ephraim. And, uh, and you'll hear more about that, but that's our next multicultural rally. Um, Brother Scarlett, as you are well aware, is the, the director for our district, and um, the, uh, the, the event is a really great one. It really is. The kids have something going on here in the month of September, too. Um, that We are going to do the Move the Mission uh, virtual walk. A year ago, we did this. It was great fun. Uh, there's two days that it can be accomplished. On um, Well, let me say it this way. Everyone is, that wants to participate will be able to walk. Your walking will be timed. There's an app that is available that, that will send to you. You'll log into that. And when you're in the app and you're walking, it will time it, your route. It will chart your route. And then we will all walk. The idea being that this is a fundraiser for um, the Move the, the Mission uh, project. That's where the kids are able to make a contribution 
um, to the global ministries to be able to find or, and, and supply uh, transportation for all of the missionaries that are overseas. The following day on Sunday, the 19th, that's what's called the real-time walk. So everyone who, uh, that, uh, that's in the congregation who wants to can choose one of those two times, um, 6 o'clock on the 19th or between 6 and 9, and more information will be coming out to you. I'd like to finish uh, today's uh, uh, announcements with um, something a little different. Um, sometimes when the Lord moves on you, you have to share. And so I'm going to uh, share something with you that I actually pushed against. It wasn't like Jonah who ran off to, uh, to Tarsus. It, it, but, but, but I was like, I'm not, Lord, really? So um, about a week ago on Saturday, uh, the leadership gathered here to be able to talk about the, the stewardship campaign that's ahead. Um, the leadership group has been um, involved in a prayer project as part of that. And so uh, while we were uh, meeting and discussing and sharing, um, Pastor used a word, a word that like resonated with me on that day. He said that if we will submit to this, we will be galvanized in the effort. And, and, and that word, like, I'm a science teacher. And so I know what that means. I know all about the physical part. Over the course of the week, the Lord's been sharing some things with me that are spiritual. And so I, I want to share. The galvanizing, uh, galvanizing process is where steel is covered or coated with a layer of zinc. So the steel is still warm and the zinc is molten. And when the zinc pours over the top, it makes what's called an alloy. So metals that blend together. The Bible's filled with a particular alloy. It's called brass. There's brass all over the inside of the Bible book. When zinc covers this, um, this steel, um, it melts together. An alloy is, it forms what's called an ionic bond. Atoms share electrons. They're bonded. They're changed. There's two types of change in, in the physical world. There is a chemical change, and there's a physical change. When an alloy is made, there is a chemical change. The two metals are forever together, unless there's this God-made giant form of heat that changes it all. But the fact is, is that it's somewhat permanent. So when he said galvanized, he was in the middle. I did never, I've not spoken to Pastor Wyatt. I didn't ask him where that word came from, but it was a Holy Ghost-directed word. If we will submit to the process that's ahead. This is not a fundraising campaign. Well, let's not lose sight. $1.7 million is what we're after. But to get there, we need to be submitted to a process. The stewardship process is about our relationship with us and the Lord. The Lord if we will submit into what the Lord has ahead, each of us is going to play a part. It's not just the leadership. When, when, when we go forward in this, there's more to come. I'm not even going to get into the particulars, but if we will submit to it, like the zinc and the steel, we will be blended together in the process. So on the day that we were to begin the prayer project, um, on Wednesday, um, I didn't make it to our prayer meeting. 
the reading that particular day was Psalm 136. The Lord wouldn't let me go with Psalm 136. And if you know the psalm, you know that every single line in that psalm ends with, for his mercy endureth forever. So think about this. Consider this. This is what the Lord asked me to consider. If the mercy is the steel and the grace is the zinc, we would be blended together. We would be blended together. And if the Lord will bless our efforts, it will also be forever. Like this knife, you take this knife and you throw it out in the dirt, it's not going to rust. So rusting is like co- is corrosion. You know what that is, right? Paul uses a different word. It's called corruption. Same thing. When grace covers his mercy, it's forever. The building that we're about to try to get is not about us. It's not about the money. It's about all the kids, all the seniors, all the people that we'll be able to touch. The campaign's coming. Do your part. Have a great day. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Tom, for sharing that uh, beautiful thought there. Amen. Um, I, I want to touch on a couple of things this morning. Um, you know, while I was listening to the uh, announcements, and I forgot to mention to Tom to give him another save the date um, uh, for uh, All Nation Sunday will be October 17th. Um, so I want you to sh- uh, save that date because uh, we'd like you to invite all your friends, your families. We want to have uh, our services packed out. We have a 9 a.m. service and a 10.30 service. So if you can invite your family, friends, your neighbors, anyone that can move around, it's a great time for us to fellowship and worship the Lord together. Amen. So we'd definitely like you to save the day. The other day that I have, two other things I'm going to go before I get into offering this morning. Um, so I shared in the 9 a.m. service this morning about my niece that called me up um, uh, during the course of this week while I was traveling to Philadelphia. She called me and said, Unk. She called me Unk. So she said, Unk, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you and Auntie being aunt. She called my wife Aunt. So she said, I'm, I'm so grateful for both of you for the influence you guys have in our lives. Um, um, meaning er, she and her sister, I remember as a child growing up in Jamaica back in the days, we used to pack cars. We, we either have to charter a taxi or have someone, uh, uh, somebody to bring us to church on Sunday. So we would pack out have somewhere a- a between 8 to 10, possibly tightly packed in car, bringing to church on Sunday morning. And she was one of the person that was also in the vehicle with her sister and her also brother, which, you know, passes away several years ago. Um, so she, she's currently in the military, involved, I in the military. She was promoted to be in the Pentagon, you know. So she called me and said, because of the influence that you guys have in my life, you know, I'm here where I'm at today. And not only where I'm at today, but I'm able to see some of those things that I can share with young people, tell them about the goodness of God, tell them how important it is to, uh, you know, serve God, so forth, so on. So impact 
is very important in the lives that we have and our friends and families. Um, and on that note, you know, I, I saw Ethan up here worshiping this morning. Today's his birthday. So happy birthday, Ethan. I want to let you know how much we love you. Amen. Appreciate God's bring, bringing you together. But, but you know, um, I, I was back and forth with the concept when Joe getting ready to go, go back to college. In fact, this morning when Pastor was preaching and was sharing the talk that Brother Ryan had mentioned to him about um, his brother funeral about Jesus wept. And um, I turned to Patrice and said, it's okay to weep, weep sometimes. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 I'm up here sometimes and, and tears just coming down. You know, but, but uh, and, you know, they, there's, they, they get different, you know, concept and mindset and reason why and support so on. But, you know, I, you know, it's just an honor to have my two boys, our two children in the house of God, praising God. Um, you know, Ethan has grown up. He has married. His wife is here. Amen. And, uh, you know, listen. If 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 you if you all just you know if you all if you all just stay faithful to God, listen. If you stay faithful to God, you you would see what God. You know, the, 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 there's a saying that we have: the half has not yet been told. But what God has in store for us, if you stay faithful in God and what God wants you all to do, especially all you young people that are here, it's not just be for Ethan. Yes, he's a young man, grow up. Mature, Josiah is in college. You know, you know, I was back and forth whether or not I should give him a car to go to college. It was kind of hard for me to let go of the car for him to go to college. It, it, it's, it's, you know, he has grown up, so we decided, okay, uh, we allow it. You know, I, I said, you know, I got to pray about it. I got to I gotta hear from God whether or not I got to give him a car to go to college. But it worked out for the good because now it can come to church whenever, you know, so that's one of the benefits. So, being away in college, you don't normally have the luxury to, to get out when you want to. But, you know, we're honored to have Josiah and Ethan. We celebrate with you. want to make you know how much we love you guys. You know, I see Nasir came in this morning. You know, we all family, all the young men that are here. You know, we're just one big family here. You know, I, I, I was talking to Matthew this morning, and I seen Jordan, and I'm saying, you know, you know, just, just keep on doing what we're doing. Because if we continue to do what we're doing for Christ, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's going to bless you more than you can imagine or even think. But you've got to stay faithful unto the Lord. Amen. Everybody say it's offering time. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Brother Tom made mention about that $1.7 million that we're trying to reach. And yes, if you want to donate $2 million, we'll take it because we're going to need to furnish the building. Amen. So, we, you know, God has something in store. So, you know, we're looking for $2 million. We need $1.7 to to purchase that building. So we want you to give generous. If you know someone that want to be a blessing to us, you know, you can let them know that they can feel free, you know, to send us a text, email, something. We'll let them know if they want to be here for settlement. This is what crazy we can make it be. If they want to be here, Ryan, you know, for settlement, and we're so glad to have you in the house this morning. If they want to be here for settlement, we can make sure if they want their name to be in the title and they want to give us $2 million, we bring you right to the settlement table. You know, so um, it, 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 it's not a problem. So give generous this morning. Amen. We want you to be a blessing because the more you give, the more the Lord will bless you. Amen. We're going to invite you to stand with us as we pray this morning. Praise God. Amen. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for what we have already felt in the service. We truly love you and worship you, Lord. 
as you're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing up on every givers. Lord God, those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make a way so they too can be a blessing, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll bless our church continually. Bless our pastor and his family continually. Bless all our family in this church continually. Our online congregation, bless them continually. Help us, Lord God, to grow in the grace and in the admonition of your love. We love you, Lord God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We say thanks in advance for what you're about to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. If you want to give online, it's www.myccc.faith. If you want to pay PayPal, it's the dollar sign Christ Center Church. I'm sorry, PayPal is at that sign Christ Center Church. And if you want to pay Cash App, it's Cash App, the dollar sign CCCC2711. And uh, we have uh, Sister Patrice, if you want to pay electronically over there, feel free. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Brother Scarlett and Brother Josiah. It is just so awesome to be with you and us together today. Amen. We have been blessed so far. Haven't we been blessed? Amen. I said, um, as I'm looking around, I'm seeing everything that's going on. I said, you know, we're getting close to being who we're supposed to be or who we are in Christ. And what do you mean by that? What do I mean by that is uh, I teased the church the other day and I said, we function like we are this um, mega church. You all operate like mega church. And, uh, you, you know, I, I look at you and I watch all of what we do. I said, my goodness. So we're getting ready to move into that building that we can really reach more people to come in and hear the gospel and be saved. And there, there, are, there, are, there are a few things that a, a church has to be to be effective and please God. There are a few things that a church has to be in being effective to please God. The church has to be a praying church. The church has to be a church that love people and are always reaching for the loss. The church has to be a church that when we come together, we really have passionate, passionate church service, great church service. And we must be sure to have a real, real relationship with Jesus Christ. Those things the church has to exude to be effective and to be pleasing unto God. And if you go around, a lot of times you'll notice that some churches have some of it, but they don't have all of it. But we need to continue to strive to have all of it. We need to have a great relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to be a praying church. We need to always reach out to the lost, always loving people, and we always have to have great church services. Anytime someone comes to be with us, they need to enjoy the presence of the Lord and how we worship our God, how we love on our God, and how he loves back on us. We need to exude those things if we're going to be effective in reaching the lost and being who God wants us to be. So keep those things in mind and continue to challenge yourself to say, am I being that? Am I being those things? Amen. I'm not going to keep you long. I realize you probably feel like you've been here for about three hours because when it's hot, it just makes everything different, right? And so you might feel like you've been here a long time. I must say, praise and worship, man, I thought I was at an apostolic concert. And I don't mess with um, concerts. I got to tell you all this. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing in the Bible talks about it. I've never been a concert guy. Just never been. I don't know what that was. Never been a concert guy. However, when I were in a place where apostolic worshipers were singing, that is, it, 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 it took on the environment as a concert, but it was something different about it. And so this church this morning just did what apostolics do. And man, oh man, what a great feeling. What, what great energy we felt in this place and what God is doing. I'm sure those that have joined us, our online congregation, they felt it where they were too. And we thank God for our praise and worship team. You all are amazing and fantastic. 
I can't wait to get y'all a bigger stage and get y'all. We, we got to pray for, you know, I, I can't wait for you all to get a, a musician because I'm going to sit back for a few rehearsals and just watch. Because as much as you all want that musician, you have mastered using tracks. And so when you get that musician, I want to see that crossover because I'm going to have fun with that. I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to have fun with watching you trying to adjust to a musician that just keeps playing. Now, Gabby, when we get the musician, we're going to sing Jira for about a half hour. <laughs> Gabby, we're about a half hour. So just get your voice ready that day because I'm going to tell the musician, don't stop playing, don't stop playing, don't stop playing. Keep it going. Keep it going. I can't wait for that. So that's going to be good. <laughs> Giancarlo and Michelle, good to see you this morning. Glad you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. They just got married recently. And you're right, Brother Scarlett. We've got a lot of young people this morning that um, we're always encouraged as we get older to see young people. Um, we, we've got um, Cree and Ed and all these young families. And I'm just happy. I, I love to see the young families moving around and doing your thing. And young families, let me tell you, don't just just keep on going. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have struggles and challenges. You're going to have days where you feel like, ah, man, why did I make this decision to get married? Don't even let it cause you to do anything other than we're going to work through this. We're going because you'll realize after you make it through some tough years, you're real. I'm glad I stayed. I'm glad I just kept going. I'm glad I didn't allow the problems we face to cause us to separate. Because there's a lot of people, listen to this, there's a lot of people that when it got tough, they went their separate ways, and they're still trying to get themselves together still today. So I'm just giving you some wisdom to say, just keep on going, because when you're young, you have different emotions and different thoughts about different things. But as you get older, you'll see, I told, I whispered in the back, I said, you all can um, laugh at Brother Scarlett all, your time, all the time, but listen, the older you get, the easier it is for you to cry. Oh, you don't want to agree with me? Nobody want to say amen? I know when I was, your mom was like that, Gabby. Listen, when I was younger, man, I'm ice cold. You can't get nothing out of me. I'm like, okay, all right. Man, I start getting older, and man, tears just come easy. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, little stuff gets you teary-eyed before you know it is coming now. So just go ahead and cry, Brother Scarlett. Don't worry about these folks. When they, when they get to your age, then they'll understand why we easily cry when we see things. Because you appreciate things more than when you were younger. You're like, man, I appreciate this stuff. So we're not afraid to cry. I don't know about some of the other folks, but we're not afraid to cry. We'll cry. Amen. So let the man of God cry. Hallelujah. They ain't trying to tease you, man of God. I said, let the man of God cry. Amen. Sister Sylvia, you know what I've told you about for many years. I can't wait. I cannot wait. With all the big and bad stuff you like to put out, we're going to see how big and bad you are when that time comes. Always talking junk because she can do whatever she wants. You think they come when you can't just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, da-da-da. <laughs> Don't forget, they're sending out to you all um, invitation for our stewardship launch, our public launch. Remember... We're trying to raise money for our building. Uh, we, we hope to uh, move in our building um, in the near future. 
And so we are in the process of conducting a stewardship campaign. Um, it's a spiritual journey to accomplish something spiritual and financial. And so we want you to get involved. It's going to be September 25th at the Princeton Marriott at 12 noon. It's a Saturday that we're going to do our public launch and we're going to share the mission and the vision with you so you can make a decision to get on board and go with it. I felt uh, I went to visit the building the other day uh, and and I just felt like that's it. That, that That's where we belong. Uh, I looked over the property. I just sat there for a little bit and I felt like I said, God, this feels right. This feels right. It's big enough. Did you go by yesterday, Chuby? I said, I said, Lord, it feels like uh, just enough for us to not be overwhelmed, but plenty for us to do your will. And so I just feel like that's where we are. It's off to the side, but it's in the mainstream. So it's a lot that's going on. And as I've been saying, if the Lord tarry, Ed, your little man going to want a church that he can go to where he can get saved and not a church that's going to preach crazy stuff to him. So we need to make sure we establish a, a true apostolic 21st century church. Uh, my grandson, my grandchildren, my son, my daughters, my daughter and my sons need a place to go. Your daughters, your sons, your nieces, your nephews. When 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 we can't do the heavy lifting anymore, they're going to have to do the heavy lifting and they need some place to go. So this is this is not about individuals. This is about the kingdom of God and people having a place to go to be saved. Remember, I told you that you can't walk into every building that says it's a church and learn how to be saved. They might tell you Jesus loves you. They might tell you he's merciful. They might tell you he's gracious. They might tell you his love never fail. And they're going to tell you all of that. But how to be saved, they cannot tell you. We have a church that can do all of that. So we need to keep promoting it and keep leading the charge and let it continue to be a legacy to so many that's going to come after us if the Lord tarry. That's what we're given towards. So please respond to all of the um, the invitations whether it be a text message, an email, or a physical invitation that comes in the mail, respond that you are attending so we can have a count. We need a count so we can let the Marriott know. We'll have some, you know, little things for you to munch on while you're there. Finally, I want to mention that I want to thank Ryan Trimble. Ryan is with us. He came down Thursday, and he's been just moving and shaking. Ryan is our videographer. Ryan can make movies if you want him to. Ryan can do, he can, he can just do just amazing things with the camera and just developing things. Um, I don't know if you remember our Christmas for Christ video. We'll probably show it again in December. But Ryan created that. I mean, he did it for our organization, but he was the one that really created that. And so we decided, since he already know us, to bring him down so he can begin to shoot footage. He's going to put a video together that when we launch that public launch, that you, will, you all will have a clear idea uh, from something electronic to say, okay, that's what they're doing. Okay, it gives you an idea of where we're going, what we want to uh, accomplish. And so he's taking those things um, and stories, shooting this uh, video and taking pictures. So don't mind him as you see him moving around. Just do what you always do. Something bad, something bad came to my mind. Do what you always do. 
Anyway, just do what you supposed to be doing. And don't worry about Ryan. Ryan's going to just, you know, just kind of glide around as he have been doing already and just uh, shoot his footage and do whatever he does. And so we thank God for having Ryan here. Wonderful man of God. Wonderful man of God. It's just so good to always be around good Christian folk. And I like when, you know, we in, you know, interact with one another from different places and, you know, exposed to different things. And so when we all come together, we get to learn from one another. You can tell me about your city. I can tell you about my city. I can tell you about my experiences. You tell me about. I enjoy that, folks. We ought to enjoy that. And, and, and because we're going to go to heaven together. And so we need to enjoy what each other bring to the table and not because you're not comfortable with it. You just reject it. Just enjoy it. All right. Let's get into the word of God. Online congregation, I love you. I got something to tell you that is probably not good news for you. And so I don't know what I'm going to do about this online congregation for the ones that are in New York and Florida and Canada and Jamaica and some of the other ones. We have some in the Philippines. I don't know what to tell you, but I will say this. I have to tell you, I promised this church because I was not here for our annual picnic this year because of unforeseen circumstance. I promised them I would jerk some chicken because I knew that if I was at the picnic, I would jerk the chicken and they would have jerk chicken that uh, uh, picnic day. I didn't get a chance to do that. And so yesterday I jerked some chicken. And so you have a little something, something coming to you on the way out today. So we have it boxed up, ready to go. So on your way leaving today, those of you that are here, you can get your jerk chicken on the way out. So I want you to enjoy your jerk chicken, and I just want to let you know I pay my debts. I'm trying to be like my daddy. I owe nobody nothing. And when I told you that I will take care of you, I'm taking care of you. I just don't know what to do about This is where I need help from my daddy. I just don't know about the ones that are far away, how I, I'll get jerk chicken to them. So we'll think about that and pray about that. Amen. Let's stand. John chapter 10, verse number one. I, I'll try my very best to get you out of here in six minutes. Why are you laughing? All right. All right. So, so Rosalie, here's how it works. If you want to get out of here in six minutes, sit and do nothing and say nothing. But if you want God to help you, then you respond to the preaching and then we'll have whatever amount of time God allow for us to have. But if you want it quick, I'll just stand here and just read and you just listen. <laughs> John chapter 10, verse number one, the word of the Lord says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief. And a robber, but he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Jesus, you have been so kind to us. You have blessed us 
by allowing your presence to be in us and among us. Lord, we ask that before this group leaves today, that you will draw us closer to you. For every person that demonstrate their desire to be close to you, to know you. Oh God, to truly hear what you have to say to them and obey you. For those that, oh God, have that desire, I pray that you will meet and exceed that desire for them before they leave here today. I pray, Father, that if you will, you will demonstrate among us and that you will speak clearly and that there will be a clear word to every one of us in this place. Guide us today, Lord. I pray that you will touch the heart of each and every one of us and impart to us your word. And, oh, God, anoint me to be your instrument, your conduit that you may work through. I give you the praise and honor, and I ask you these things in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic, the voice of God. The voice of God. Somebody say the voice of God. Amen. An American who was traveling in Syria saw three native shepherds bringing their flocks to the same brook. And the flocks drank there together. After a while, one of the shepherd arose and called out, Manna! Manna! It's Arabic for follow me. His sheep came out of the common herd and followed him up the hillside. Then the next shepherd did the same. And his sheep went away with him. And the shepherd did not even look or counted if he had all his sheep. The traveler then said to the remaining shepherd, just give me your turban, your outfit, your crook, and see if they will follow me as they followed you. So he put on the shepherd's outfit. He called out, Manna! Manna! But not a sheep moved. They know not the voice of a stranger. The American then asked, Will your flock ever follow anybody but you? The Syrian shepherd replied, Oh, yes. Sometimes a sheep gets sick. And then he will follow anyone. So Jesus said, my sheep, hears my voice and follow. But when the sheep get sick, they may follow a different shepherd. Voices, voices, voices are everywhere, and they are speaking loudly to us. Whose voice are you listening to? 
The voice you are listening to is leading you somewhere depending on whose it is will depend on where you will end up. So the voice you're listening to will lead you someplace. The question is, where will that voice lead you? Because depending on whose voice you're listening to will depend on where you finally end up. The general media and social media are echoing loudly in our mind, so we have become more familiar with those sounds or voices, and they have influenced our behavior in many ways. Voices, voices, voices. I guarantee you this morning that some of you that are here right now, some of you that are listening to me via the live stream, if you hear a song that Drake is singing or rapping, right away you're going to know that's Drake without him even saying his voice or saying his name. Voices, voices. We're listening to voices. We're becoming familiar with voices. And the question is, which voices are you listening to and which voice will lead you? Whose voice are you listening to because it's a voice you know, a voice you're familiar with? For some of you, the voice you're listening to is of your favorite news reporter. The voice you're listening to is of your favorite politician or your favorite athlete or celebrity. We have come to become more familiar with other voices rather than the voice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you know the voice of God or do you just know the voices of others in our world today? It is imperative that we get to know the voice of God. Confusion abounds constantly on whether certain things are of God of self, of the world, or of the devil. And we have to eliminate confusion by knowing the voice of God. Ah, when you're taking an exam, a test, and you know the answer to the test, and it's a multiple choice, there are many choices there, maybe four or five choices there for you to choose from. And if you don't know what the answer is, you're going to sit there and say, I wonder if it's this. Well, maybe it could be that. I don't know. As I think I remember. And you go on and on and try to figure out which answer is the right answer because you don't know what the answer is. But when you know the answer, you read the question and you don't even have to look through the five lists. You just look right quick. I'm looking for, and as soon as you say it, see it, whoop, that's what I'm looking for. And you fill it in right there or you circle it because you know what you're looking for. When you know the voice of God, you don't get confused. When you know the voice of God, you're not uh, searching and trying to figure out what's going on because you will hear the voice of God and know and recognize it and you will follow it. Do you know the voice of God? Do you know the voice of God? One of life's most critical areas for Christian people is that of knowing the voice of God. 
I am convinced that God's people want to obey him. The dilemma we face is knowing without a shadow of a doubt when God is speaking to us because we know his voice. If we are not sure when God is speaking to us, we're going to try to figure out what we should do or who we should listen to. But I'm here to tell you this morning, church, that we need to know the voice of God, that we will always know what to do. You know better than I do, or just as well as I do, that the times we're living in, there are a lot of voices, and we're trying to figure out which voice to listen to. Who should we listen to? What must we obey? We had the big discussion about the vaccine. Is it is it right for us to take it? And the people are explaining it to us. Can we trust them? I'm not worried about that. Not worried about that. Listen to me. I told him this morning, I'll tell you too. I heard the story about a man, a preacher, that was ministering at a grave site. And the preacher talked to the congregation at the grave site about Lazarus. Remember Lazarus was rose from the dead? Well, right before Lazarus was rose from the dead, the Bible gave us the, gave, gave us the shortest scripture in the Bible that says Jesus wept. And I wanted to know, and I'm sure you want to know, and many wanted to know for the longest, why would Jesus cry when he knew he was the resurrection and the life? Why would Jesus cry when he knew I got Lazarus covered? Why would Jesus cry when he have everything under control? And the preacher went on to say, Jesus wept because he knew Lazarus was on the other side of eternity where it was going to be great for him forever and ever. And because of the resurrection, Lazarus had to come from eternity to come back to this place that we all are just, you know, gravitating to and, 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 and just running about thinking this is the greatest place ever. And we're doing everything to fit in in this place. We're doing everything to say, oh, you know, this is the place to be. We're doing everything to impress others about this place. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus wept. Because Lazarus had to come back here. Because this place here, we have corrupted it. Because it's not like when God first created this world, like the Garden of Eden. It, it, it is not perfect like when God created it. And so this is not what God intended for us. And we're relishing it as Christians. I have to tell you, we should not be relishing in this world. We should be saying, uh, how can we make this place better? How can we do what God or, or set out for us to do originally instead of, getting ahead of ourselves and trying to go about thinking this world is the place to be. This world is not the place to be. This is not the world God first designed for us to live in. We messed it up. And all of these crazy people that like to say, God see it, why don't he do something? Because you'll just mess it up again. Next time somebody asks you, why don't God do something in the world? He sees all the stuff because we'll just mess it up again. He will be fixing our problems every step of the way. Because when he gave us a perfect world, we made it unperfect. What do you think? We're going to stop there? We will continue to mess it up. The only way we don't mess up the world is by preaching the gospel, living the gospel, and doing what God said we need to do. That's how we make this world a better place. 
And all of man ingenuity don't make this place, don't make this world a better place. It's what God says that make this world a better place. But you can only make this world a better place when you come to know the voice of God. When you come to listen to the voice of God. When you begin to obey the voice of God. To know is to perceive with certainty. To understand with clarity. To know is to be acquainted with or familiar with. My question to you this morning, this afternoon, do you know the voice of God to the point where you know with certainty and with clear understanding, I'm hearing the voice of God? Do you know the voice of God to the point where you're fully acquainted with and familiar with the voice of God? So when everybody has their take on what's going on, you heard from God. When everybody had their take about what's going on, you heard from God. Let me just throw this out real quick. I understand there are some people that's challenging the laws and the government to make sure we're not forced against our will because this is a democratic nation. We're not forced against our will to put things in our body. I got that. That's legit. But because I'm listening to the voice of God and I'm realizing that my focus is on eternity with Christ. My focus is on what he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. My focus is on love your neighbor as you love yourself. My focus is on God, whatever my purpose is, that's what I intend to fulfill. Because my purpose is on that, I haven't spent much time worrying about is the vaccine legit or not, or are they scheming or not scheming, or what are they doing or not doing. I don't have enough time for that. My focus is on what God has said, not on what we are now stuck in trying to figure out. I'm not going to figure that out. I agree with those that are fighting the struggle to say, don't force us to do something when you call us democratic. I'm with you on that. You can go ahead and fight that fight. I support you from wherever I can support you from. But me, I'm going to be focused on the things of God. This world is not my home. Lord, I don't want to be like Lazarus. When I die and get to the other side of eternity and be with the Lord, Lord, don't raise me up. I don't care how much somebody can pray like nobody else's business. I don't care what prophet it is that's out here. I don't care who know you real good, Lord. When I get to the other side and I'm with you, don't call me back, Lord. Let me stay right where you are because this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. I believe when you know the voice of God, your mind will begin to focus on the things of God like never before. And you won't allow yourself to be consumed and confused because you got a clear word from God as to what you need to do and who you are in Christ. Pastor, what do you think about this? And I just always tell you something about God because that's what I'm trying to do. Being close to God is essential to hearing and knowing his voice. 
praying and fasting will help us hear and know the voice of God. Reading our Bible and studying the scriptures will help us to know the voice of God. Attending church services regularly, responding in obedience to the word of God, praise and worship will help us to hear and know the voice of God. Being a witness will Always help us to know and to hear and know the, the, the voice of God because these things keep you in fellowship with God. These things keep you in the presence of God. When you decide to open your mouth and be a witness, God will help you. When you begin to worship and praise God, you inhabit the praises. You, God inhabits the praises of his people. When you come to church and you fellowship with each other, God says, fail not to assemble yourself. So when we do these things, it helps us to hear and know the voice of God. When you pray and you stop and you say, God, I want to hear from you, guess what? God will speak and you will hear and know the voice of God. If you don't know God's voice, you will be in a constant state of confusion, trying to figure out what voice to listen to. If you don't get to know God's voice, you are going to follow other voices. But if you come to know the voice of God, you will get to experience the promises connected with knowing the voice of God. There are promises connected with knowing the voice of God. Jesus said in verse 27 through 30 in that same text in John chapter 10, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. When you know the voice of God, guess what? God knows you. When you know the voice of God, God knows you. When you know, know the voice of God, you will follow God. When you know the voice of God, you will follow after him. And guess what he says? And I will give you eternal life. When you know the voice of God, you will receive eternal life. Why? Because when you know the voice of God, you will obey and follow the voice of God. And wherever, whenever you follow God, he will take you eventually into eternity in a place of blessedness where you will bless beyond measure. He will take you to a place where no man can pluck you out of his hands. When you come to know the voice of God, you will realize there is one God and his name is Jesus. When you come to know the voice of God, you will experience the blessings that he has for you. We want to be blessed, but we don't know the voice of God and you can only be blessed when you know the voice of God. As the shepherd gives to the sheep sustenance for its natural life, making his business and responsibility to find out where the green pastures are and still waters are, so does Jesus, who is the shepherd that gives to his sheep eternal life, introducing them to a scene of growth and blessedness to which he alone has the key. Where God wants to take you, only he has the key to that place, and you cannot get there without him. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Wherever he's going to take you, nobody else can take you there. But how you're going to get there if you don't know the voice of God and follow the voice of God, you can can't get to where Jesus is and where he's taking you without knowing the voice of God. Jesus stands between his sheep and danger. 
and as danger begin to come your way, Jesus stop and say, no, you don't. My sheep. Nobody messes with my sheep. Here is our problem as sheep. So you are sheep. And you know the voice of God. Here's the problem. If the sheep wanders off to the point where he cannot hear, he's not in earshot of the voice of God, the shepherd cannot have any impact on him. God is the shepherd. And if we want to drift away from where God wants us to be, we will not hear his voice. And when we don't hear his voice, everything that he has to offer us, we do not receive. Because we don't know what he's offering because we're not hearing him. So you want to know why some people are frustrated in God? Because they don't know his voice. And they're saying, why am I not experiencing the blessings that, I, that I'm supposed to experience? Why am I not getting this? And why am I not getting that? And the easy answer is, you may be a sheep that have wandered off. You may be a sheep that have wandered off and now you can't hear his voice, but you don't know that because in your mind I'm a sheep, so I should hear his voice. Why am I not receiving what he experienced, what he said I would experience? And the answer is you wandered off. You wandered off. And so what he's speaking to the flock, what he's saying to the flock, you can't hear because the flock is right here and you're somewhere off to the side. And so you're not hearing. And so you're not receiving the blessings. And guess what? That will cause you to get sick. <laughs> and when you get sick, what did, did I tell you earlier? When you get sick, you'll start listening to other voices. I got Christians that are, that are posting stuff on social media saying stuff like, I'm saying, what voice are they listening to right now? Because that ain't the voice of God. And so what has transpired is they have wandered off and probably got sick. And now they're listening to any and every voice that sounds good to them, but it's not the voice of God. What has happened is they have gotten sick because they wandered away from the presence of the Lord, wandered away from God, and now they're not hearing his voice, and now they're hearing other voices and listen to other voices because they wandered off and got sick. And so we post all kind of things and don't realize we don't even have the voice of God in our ear anymore because we've wandered off. In case you don't know the tendencies of sheep, here are the tendencies of sheep. They cannot guide their own way as wild beasts can. So some of you, you're in the church. And you look out and you see the people of the world look like they got it going on. Like they know what they're doing. And you're trying to figure out, because you know, they like to tell y'all that's in church, I ain't let no man control me. You're going to be controlled by something, whether you like it or not. You're going to be controlled by someone, whether you like it or not. You may control yourself, but guess what? What is your destination when you're in control of yourself? You could be controlled by the devil. What is your destination if you're controlled by the devil? So guess what? Let me be controlled by the voice of God. Let me be controlled by the voice of Jesus because I know that destiny is going to be a grand one. I know that destiny is going to be something unimaginable. So let me be controlled by the voice of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And so you see other people in this world living their life like they got life by the tail. And you just every day 
just allowing God to guide you and lead you, and you feeling some kind of way about that. Message for you. Those people in the world, wild beasts. You, sheep. Sheep cannot guide their own way as wild beasts can. They cannot keep or defend themselves, and they are frightened at danger. They quickly follow bad examples, running after willful ones. They are surrounded by unknown dangers all the time. Those are the tendencies of sheep. That's why a sheep needs a shepherd. (laughs) That's why a sheep needs a shepherd. As long as you stay a wild beast, you don't need a shepherd because you're going to go after stuff on your own. You're going to do whatever you want to do. As long as you stay a wild beast, you run your own life. But when you become a sheep, guess what? You need a shepherd. And you can't get no better shepherd than the one who is the good shepherd. His name is Jesus. And if you a sheep, you need the shepherd. (laughs) My God, my God. It is essential that the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. The sheep knows the shepherd's voice and the shepherd knows the sheep. As a matter of fact, the sheep is with the shepherd so much that he has no time to become familiar with any other voice. I told him this morning, if you ever get to work in a banking industry like that, in order for you to know what counterfeit money is, They let you handle the real money all the time. They never give you counterfeit money. They let you handle real money, real money, real money, real money. And then finally, after you know what real money feel like, they slip in the counterfeit. And then you know so much and so well what the real money feels like that as soon as you feel a counterfeit, uh uh-oh, something is wrong here. But if you stay in the presence of God all the time, all the time, all the time, if you stay with God always, 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 if you just stay in his presence and let him guide you, let him lead you, that's the only voice you will be familiar with and you will know. And as soon as a strange voice comes to you, you're going to say, uh-oh, that don't sound like my Jesus. That is a strange voice. But what happens to us is we're trying to listen to the voice of Jesus. We're trying to listen to all the voices. And now we're confused. And now we're not sure what voice is saying what and we're lost and we're confused and we don't know what to believe and we don't know what to do because we're not familiar we don't know the voice of God we have mixed in all the other voices with God's voice and we can't hear clearly what God is saying to us we gotta learn to know the voice of God Matthew 7 21 says Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. Verse 23 says, Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. You can go ahead and try to do some things. Let me tell you something. The devil will do signs and lying wonders. There will be 
what we would think are signs and wonders done by the devil. And the only way you're going to know it's the devil is when you know God. You don't want to mess with that. And so I'm trying to tell you that the Bible is showing us there are people that did things that look like miracles and probably even could be miracles. But Jesus said, depart from me, for I never knew you, ye worker, you that work iniquity. You know what it means? You didn't listen to my voice. You did what you wanted to. But just like Moses did what he wanted to, and I still blessed the people. That's what I did. I did that for the people. I didn't do it for you. So there are many people that you're trying to figure out and trying to think that you hear the voice of God and you're doing God's will. But you got to stop and realize, is God's will being done by you or God is doing what he got to do because he loves his people. But you're still out of the will of God because you're not hearing the voice of God. You don't know the voice of God. The shepherd comes to nourish and to protect the sheep. He leads by the green pastures and still waters. It shall have the very best, and then it must take the very best of it. So Jesus comes to give and maintain life, and what he proposes, he actually performs. Those voices that you listen to, that's not Jesus' voice. They propose things that they can't fulfill. The sheep need a shepherd because they have not in themselves the resources whereby to provide for themselves and protect themselves. If you are not a sheep of Jesus Christ, you can become a sheep today and get to know his voice and follow him. That you may have abundant life. I just, God didn't come just for you to have life. And some of us are just trying to live life. God came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. It's more abundant life that God wants to give to you. Not just the life that you're thinking about. So come on church. Let's hear the voice of God and realize it's going to provide us with life more abundantly. If we hear it and we follow it and we know it. The sheep of Jesus will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from a stranger because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. They do not recognize a stranger's voice. I've had people in my life that are Christians that I've seen do a lot of Bible stuff. But then all of a sudden I start seeing some other stuff. And just to keep it in context of what we're talking about, it means their voice has changed. And so guess what I started doing? Not familiar voice there. That's not a familiar voice. And I just start getting away because they were echoing the voice of God for a minute. But then whatever happened in their life, they stopped echoing the voice of God. And started speaking their own stuff. And I had to get out of camp. Because I knew what the voice of God sounded like. I said, I'm not sticking around to hear that. That's going to lead me someplace different than where the voice of God is leading me. True believers as sheep belonging to the true shepherd would never follow someone pretending to be their shepherd. Oh, how I desire that we will always know God's voice and obey it. Our shepherd, Jesus Christ, wants to lead us to green pastures. But we must first know his voice, then follow him. His voice still calls indescribable blessings, awaits those who hear and know and obey the voice of Jesus Christ. 
I close. John 18. Let's go. Verse 36. The Bible says, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. (laughs) My God, my God, help us. Help us, help us, church. You better write down this scripture right here. Holy Ghost just, just, just did something in my heart to say, pay attention to this scripture right here. As you go through this week, pay attention to this scripture right here. Pay attention. God is not having me talking about his voice today just because. Voices are going to come into your life this week, just this week. Voices are going to come that's not legit. And the only way you're going to know is by you clinging and knowing the voice of Jesus Christ. Look at what this text says, please. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants. I can't get past that. What are we fighting about in this world? What are we putting all our energy and efforts in in this world? What, I don't care how important you think it is. This is Jesus, the, the good shepherd, the savior of the world, the one who died. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, my servants would fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. We can't fight any fight. If it's not about the kingdom. We only deal with the kingdom stuff. This stuff at the world, in the world, Jesus says, I will fight your battle. Jesus says, vengeance is mine. What are we doing trying to defend this and defend that? That don't have anything to do with the kingdom. All of what we're getting consumed about has nothing to do with the kingdom. We got to focus on what is about the kingdom. So I'm here to tell you all of what you get sidetracked with, all of what you get consumed about. I guarantee you the things that challenge you the most is not about the kingdom. Why are we letting things that are not about the kingdom get in our way and, and get us to spend a lot of time on it? How about you take that time and spend it with your family instead of being on social media posting about stuff instead of sitting around talking about nonsense? How about you spend that time with your family because that's about the kingdom It's loving your neighbor as yourself. That's about the kingdom. But arguing about what we got going on in our society today, that's not about the kingdom. It's a waste of time. Verse 37 says, Pilate therefore said unto him, are thou a king? Question mark. Jesus answered, thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Listen to this last scripture. I read all of that just to read this for you. Everyone that is of the truth, here's my voice. When you're not hearing the truth, you're not hearing the voice of God. 
When I speak God's truth, you're hearing the voice of God by echo. I don't have God's voice. Nobody has God's voice. But God already spoken. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And God spoke. And it began to happen. When He spoke in Genesis, it just begins to happen. So God has already spoken. When we speak the truth, we echo what He has already said. And so it's one thing to say, I don't know the voice of God. I'm trying to hear it. I'm trying to become familiar with it. Well, let's start with the truth. Because when the truth is spoken, it is the echo of God. It's God's voice still echoing throughout the world. So when you hear the truth, when you read the truth, it's the voice of God echoing. And he's using his servants to echo his voice. That's really what preaching is about, echoing his voice. Because he already spoke. He's already settled everything that's going to happen. So only thing we can do is echo what he's already said. So even if you don't hear it when you kneel down or sit down or stand up to pray, even if you don't hear Tom, Joe, Moses, you don't hear it like that it's okay just say what is the truth because the truth is the voice of god echoing in your heart echoing in this world echoing in his church that's the voice of god if you're not hearing it truth is a person it is jesus christ truth is familiar to a saint of god because truth is the voice of Christ. This is why we can hear other voices and say, that ain't the voice because it ain't truth. Because truth is a person, not a thing. Truth is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if we are going to make it to heaven, if we are going to experience the blessedness of what he has for us, we have to hear the voice of God. We have to know the voice of God. If you're not a sheep, You can become a sheep so you can hear and know the voice of God. And when you don't know it for yourself right away, just obey truth because truth is the echo of God's voice. Let's go before the Lord today before we leave. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody call on the name of the Lord. Somebody call on the name of the Lord. Somebody ask God to help them today. You know where you are. You know what your situation is. You know what you're battling. You know your lifestyle. And you know whether you're a sheep or you're not a sheep. You know whether you know the voice of God or you don't know the voice of God. You know whether you're listening and obeying the voice of God. Or maybe you're a sheep, but you have strayed away and you're outside of earshot of hearing God's voice. And so now you can't hear, but you thought you were hearing. But today I've come to... 
to speak God's word. And I've declared it. Now, church, let's hear the word of God and draw nigh unto God. Lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets you and surrender yourself to the Lord and hear the voice of God today and know what God is saying to you and know how to live and talk and walk your life to know that God is the one that I'm following and not man and not self and not any situation. God is the one that I'm following. Will you follow Jesus today? Will you hear the voice of Jesus Christ and follow and go and do there's great blessings that is awaiting you. There's greatness that's awaiting all of you because Jesus Christ has great things in store for you. But you must hear the voice. You must know the voice and begin to obey and follow him. If you follow him, he will bless you. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He will make you see truth and know truth. And guess what? He will take you to a place. Oh, where he alone can take you. Oh, God, we love you today. We bless your name today. Somebody open up your mouth and speak. Open up your mouth and just begin to praise. Open up your mouth and begin to give the Lord honor. Open up your mouth and begin to praise him. Open up your mouth and worship him and adore him and let him know how much you thank him today for his word and make up in your mind and declare in your heart you will know the voice of God by following, by hearing and doing what God says. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Let's open up our mouth and praise the Lord. Let's lift our voices today and give the Lord praise. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Let the Holy One of Israel have his way in your life. Thank him today for his goodness. Thank him today for his kindness and mercy. For God has been good to us. God has been kind to us. Let's thank him today, church. Let's thank him today, church. Let's thank him today, church. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. God can heal. God can deliver. Whatever you need, you just have to just surrender. Hear the voice of God. Know the voice of God. Obey the voice of God. God has great things in store for you. Oh, thank you for being here today. I give you high praise today for coming into the house of the Lord. You could have been any place else, but you chose to be here. And I praise you for that. I honor you for that. I thank you for that. But more importantly, we give God all the honor. We exalt his name, for he is worthy of all the praises. And he's great and greatly to be praised. God, we thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a great, great Labor Day. Stay safe, and I love you. In Jesus' name. Get your jerk chicken. I told you already.